0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Fresh Perspective here on Heavenward Thinking. Today we're finishing up Romans chapter 5, starting in verse 12. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because all sinned, to be sure, sin was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not charged against anyone's account where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command as did Adam, who is a pattern of the one to come. But the gift is not like the trespass, for if the many died by the trespass of the one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to to the many? Nor can the gift of God be compared with the result of one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift following many trespasses and brought justification." For if, by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Consequently, just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all people, so also one righteous act resulted in justification and life for all people. For just as through the disobedience of the one man the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man the many will be made righteous. The law was brought in so that the trespass might increase. But where sin increased, grace increased all the more. So that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, this is a familiar passage, a difficult topic for some people. What strikes you first?
1: I think I think what strikes me first in this is that if you just read it for face value, the simplicity of it, mm. right? We make this so complex, and we make huge, humongous theological things out of this whole thing. Books and commentaries written galore on this whole subject. But at its core, it's simple, mm. right? Uh, sin entered the world through one man, and then was for all of us. And redemption entered the world through one man and then was for all of us, right? I mean, like that's the simplicity of the whole thing, right? You there's nobody who's righteous, not one. Everybody's a sinner because of what Adam did. And everybody has a chance for a redemption because of what Jesus did. If if you could just grasp that and say, Yeah, I want that, mm. you're good. I mean, like literally. Right, the the whole idea,
0: the whole salvation plan of of God is is in these verses, right? Absolutely. This is just a really good mini glimpse of God's whole salvation plan that is written throughout the whole Bible. This is just a little snapshot of it, but it gives us so much of the parallels of the first Adam, which was Adam, and the last Adam, which was Christ. And it shows us, as you said, it shows us how we're all sinners. So we all need a Savior. And it shows how all of us have access to that Savior, Jesus Christ, and all of us can be saved. And so when we make this complicated, we really have no need for that because this is such a simple message hidden in this in this whole passage here.
1: Yeah, well, and I think, again, where the complexity comes from is like when you look at verse you know, 14. Right, That nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, right, Even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, right? So people are always asking like, what happened before all the Ten Commandments and before all this stuff? death is the consequence of sin. Mm. right like that's the problem, and then dying, like all of a sudden, we have to meet our maker, right so the the concept is without sin. Adam and Eve wouldn't have died and they would never, and they were already walking with their maker. Mm-hmm. But that sin put a gap between them and God. God no longer came and walked the garden with them, no longer could be around sin. And, and therefore, there's this gap theory that has to be dealt with. But the consequence, the wages of sin is death. Mm -hmm. I think that's what people need to understand, is that uh, this whole idea of the the reason all of us are guilty is because we're all going to die. Mm -hmm. It's not about how good you can be when you're here. Could you live a perfect life? It's the fact that death is the wages of sin.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we all are going to die one day. So we all need to be prepared, Mm -hmm. as you said, to meet our maker. And if we don't have Jesus, then we know what. Our punishment is—it's going to be an eternity in hell. That's the wages of sin: is death, the eternal suffering and death apart from God. That is our ultimate—that uh, is our ultimate end if we don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But this passage shows us how we can avoid that, how we can have a relationship with Jesus. How He brought justification despite all the sins that have been committed by us and everyone who's come before us. Jesus brought justification; He brought salvation yeah. through His death and resurrection.
1: Right, so the, so the gift of God, right, is Jesus Christ. It's grace, right, it's redemption, it's mercy, it's all of these things that God looked at the state of man and said, Hey, here's the problem. I love the fact that, that Paul explains, right? Up until Moses, up until the Ten Commandments, and people were like left going, okay, what are the rules? You know, like, how does this work? Right? And what, well, what am I responsible for? We, we asked that about Cain all the time. What did Cain do in his, mm. in his, you know, offering that wasn't accepted by God? And we all left to be like, Oh, it wasn't this, wasn't this, wasn't this. Right? But, but the truth of the matter is that, when it came, Paul says, God added the law so that our trespasses would be pointed out. So mm. now all of a sudden the rules of God became clear. And all of a sudden it was, all right, now listen, now you gotta live by these rules. You wanna know why? You wanna know how come? You wanna know you wanna know how to live a better life, right? Now you gotta do these things.
0: Mm. And the law ultimately pointed to Jesus Christ, who would be the ultimate fulfillment of all the law and the prophets and all the old testament. And we see how that uh, goes throughout the New Testament, how the authors really point back to the law as a basis for pointing to Jesus and how it shows how Jesus, he lived the perfect life, fulfilled all the laws perfectly, and then died in our place. And then we have that justification that this chapter in Romans chapter 5 tells us about. Yeah, so the
1: Gospels tell us that Jesus fulfilled the whole law.
0: Right. Every single bit of it, Jesus
1: fulfilled, kept it. So therefore, he did everything that God asked him to do. He was perfect. Right. And, and so all he, all he had to do was, was to conquer death. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is what Jesus did. He did the one thing that none of us could do. There there were people who prided themselves in keeping all the laws, right? Mm. The problem is Jesus came and said, like, ah, you kind of missed the boat because it's not just about what you did. It's about your intention, mm. right? So, but the, the thing that you and I and no one else could do is conquer death, mm. right? It's appointed man to die one time, right? And then the judgment, then we stand in front of
0: God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as we've said many times in this, we have to have that relationship with Jesus. He has to be our Savior. We have to rely on Him. It is His perfection that we rely on, not our own perfection. Because our own perfection, as we said, it it doesn't matter. It's filthy rags. Our righteousness is not anything compared to that of Jesus Christ. So if we're relying on Him, then we are going to be all prepared for that day of judgment. We're going to rely on Jesus. He's going to take that penalty. He already took that penalty on the cross for us. So we will be made right with god but if we don't have that relationship with jesus christ then we're not going to be all right and we see here in this chapter how uh, dark and scary that is for those who have that reality where they don't have jesus as their savior they're going to suffer
1: Well, I, I i think there's a sobering concept here in verse 19 asked the the end of it is for just as though through the disobedience of one man the many were made sinners so also through the obedience of one man the many will be made righteous. And again, that's not, that's not everybody, mm-hmm. right? That's the many, right? There are going to be people who choose not to be, uh, righteous, choose not to, right? Um, so again, it's, it's this hard concept where for all have sinned and fall short of glory of God, that's everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus over and over and over said the gift of salvation is a free gift. It's for everyone. God doesn't want anybody to perish is what the Bible says. But not our, not all are going to take it.
0: They, you know, Jesus said, few, 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 mm-hmm. few for, for a reason. Absolutely. So we'd encourage you to, if you have not already made that decision, to be mm-hmm. made right with God through Jesus Christ, we'd encourage you to do that right now today. And if you haven't ever done that before, reach out to us here at Heavenward Thinking, Drash Ministries. We'd love to talk to you about it and help you uh, through that decision and walk alongside you once you've made that decision. As always, we look forward to continuing on in the book of Romans here on A Fresh Perspective of Heavenward Thinking. We'll see you next time.